Bless Jaw. Hello, everyone. Welcome to your favorite new metal podcast from two guys who simply cannot give it up. It is the POD cast. This is episode number seven and our lucky number seventh episode. We are diving in to our namesake, our namesake band, uh, who I think we both hate. Well, not hate, but we both don't <laughs> like but we made it the namesake of our podcast because it was just sitting right there. POD cast with a corn capital K. And uh, I'm John Cullen. You may know me from blocked party and you may know my co-host from street fight radio. He is a man who told the world how he felt with the sound of a gat. It's Brian Quinby. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think this is a really weird album for me to listen to considering that like, all of my other listening has been Danzig. So like oh, I'm basically yeah. doing both sides of this. I was going to say, here. this is the opposite of Danzig. Yeah. Yeah. POD, uh, for those of you who maybe do not know, uh, they are of course a new metal band. POD stands for payable on death, uh, because they are also a Christian new metal band. Although we're going to read an article later that suggests they <laughs> may not be as Christian as you think they are. Uh, but yeah, they're, uh, they're one of those bands that, uh, they sold a lot of records. They did it by kind of being religious, but they didn't, you didn't, if you didn't know, like if, if someone didn't tell you they were Christian, you may not realize it, but yeah, but they, but they were uh, very much so. I was going to say payable on death doesn't seem Christian, like super, I feels like you could also be like a death metal band and be called payable on death. hundred percent. Well, so yeah, so I was doing some reading about that and they basically said that the idea is that you pay for your sins upon death, but like, but they didn't mean it in like a hell way. They just meant it in a, like you have to live a good life because whatever you do is going to be, you're going to have to answer to God for it when you get to the pearly gates or whatever oh i'd love to have a conversation with god about what i've done <laughs> <laughs> let's do it let's chop it up jaw okay yeah yeah <laughs> it says <laughs> yeah i the amount they say jaw on this album is very troubling um <sighs> it's the, a troubling this whole album is so troubling to me i i like truly hated this one. Oh I yeah mean, it's tough it says Sorry, uh, the payable on death is apparently a banking term originally, which is like obviously makes sense when you die, you have debts that are payable, but the band chose the name to be a direct tie in with the Christian theology that explains that since Jesus died on the cross, Christians debts to God have been paid for. Oh, sorry. So I totally fucked it up. In other words, all believers and their acceptance that Jesus was sacrificed for them on God's behalf have inherited eternal life. Oh, they're the generic, they're the most generic as kind of uh, Christians, right? They're the ones <laughs> yeah. that are like, hey, all you have to do is believe in God and you get to go to heaven. And no matter what the fuck you do, 
down here because Jesus already paid for all that stuff. So you just so they are the kind of Christians that you can do the deathbed kind of thing, right? That's yes. my plan. Yeah, it's you're like just on my do deathbed, the last gonna, rites, and you're like, I'm good now. Yeah, on my deathbed, I'm going to be like, yeah, I, I mean, you know, I always kind of thought I loved Jesus just in case, so I don't go to hell. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's it my seems plan. Like a good or I, I like. Um, isn't it? Um, is it Jehovah's Witnesses or Mormons that just don't believe in hell? They're just like, there is no hell. So like, that's a fucking good religion to get involved yeah. in. So it's just I like, <laughs> yeah, you go to heaven. Cause what we just don't, there is no hell. Someone's going to be mad at me for saying that, but I don't, well, but I, I, for some reason I feel like that's a, like that's a Jehovah's witnesses thing. Maybe I thought it was Jehovah's witnesses. Only think a certain amount of people are going to heaven. The rest of us are stuck here. Yeah, but by them being JW, they're the ones who are going, and we're the ones who are. But stuck. there's only even just a certain number of them, though. Too oh. is a thing. I don't fucking know. This, uh, this is very. Is- we should have. Ti- we should title this, and I. Well, I do the title, so I will title this album a complete misunderstanding of religion. <laughs> that's gonna be that's gonna be the whole theme of this episode you and me trying to talk about the christian overtones of pod with the least knowledge possible well i mean like (laughs) if one of us was gonna have christianity it'd probably be you but you're in canada which probably is as a higher number of atheists than the United States. I I would guess. Probably. Yeah. I mean, we do have a lot of people who are Canadian Orthodox. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they're like the percentage of Christians in the United States is, I mean, the percentage of religious people in the United States is ridiculous. It's like, uh, the only like, I think they say like 17% of us are, are like atheists, you know? But like uh, you're talking to a guy who who I the in fifth grade, fifth grade, I was sitting at a table with my friends doing fucking whatever you do in fifth grade. And uh, I was like, I don't believe in God. And they were like, uh, oh, you don't want to say that. That's like not something <laughs> you want to put out there. <laughs> And I was like, uh, I was like, I just don't, I can't, I don't believe in it. I've never seen a ghost. I don't believe in God. That's just how I feel, you know? And, uh, uh, so it was like super early with me and I don't like, like the Christian imagery always like was so soft looking to me and like really boring, you know, like with Jesus, like playing with a, a, a baby goat or a lamb or whatever <laughs> and a kid and everything's like brown and orange and stuff. I just really hated all anything Christian. I did go to church for three weeks <laughs> with my mom because she was like, well, she was drinking a lot, but she was like feeling bad about the drinking. So she was like, I'm going to start going to church now. Right. And so she was also going to church. <laughs> so she was trying to do the early version of what you plan to do when you're on your deathbed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, drinking's not really a sin. Well, I mean, the thing about the sins, you know, people worry so much about sins, but I truly, there's not that many of them, and they're pretty easy not to do, I think. Like, I cannot kill somebody for my whole <laughs> life. I'm going to be totally fine with that. That's yeah. something I can fucking take on myself and do. Uh, I, yeah. I don't really And that's steal. the only sin. That's the only sin is murder, and you're not going to do it, so you're good, dude. <clears throat> 
Stealing is a <laughs> sin, right? Oh, yeah. There's lots of them. Well, because there's like the seven deadly well, sins, which I think like gluttony and sloth. Mm, those and, are both me. And envy. I mean, I think already I'm I'm done, man. Though, and those gluttony, are those are the sloth di- and envy are my three. Yeah, That's right. Three of them right there. Yeah, because then what are the other? There's adultery, greed. Mm, I'm not that guy. Yeah, I'm not, not a, that greedy neither. I'm not adulterous. I'm also not greedy. And then what are the other two? Uh, uh, wrath, I think. Which oh, I, I got wrath. Yeah, I'm pretty. Trust I'm pretty. Me. I'm pretty angry. And jealousy. Are those the seven? Did I just well, name jealousy? Is kind of like envy. It me. is. I, I right? could. Be, I could be wrong. Like I said, this is the episode where we gr- grossly misunderstand things. Let's fucking uh, find out I'm, what we yeah, are, man. I'm looking. I probably do seven. I, oh, I probably pride. do four. Pride is the one I fucked up. Pride. pride. Oh god. Yeah. So it's. You oh, know, and, I don't and, have that. And lust. And lust. So yeah, it's Ugh. it's lust. So I said adultery, but it's lust. So lust, gluttony, greed, sloth, wrath, envy, and pride. So really, pride was about the only one I messed up. Or I, I yeah. said, I mean, lust is a lot different from adultery, though. No, absolutely. They're just in the <laughs> si- but they're in the same ballpark. They're in the same ballpark. But yeah, we both just lust after our wives. We were. That's true. Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, that's really uh, all. It's interesting, though. Although that, I guess like, watching porn probably counts as lust, right? Yeah. So unfortunately, I do that too sometimes. Yeah, some, so well, it's kind of like, mm. yeah, we all we all have our our moments. Well, it's interesting that like they horny was like against the law even back then. You know, mm-hmm. like we're we're trying not to let we don't want a lot of people getting horny. They saw that it was a downfall when they were creating the religion. Oh yeah, they knew know? it right away. They're like, oh, this is this feels too good. This is gonna yeah. this is gonna be bad. This is gonna so, cause some problems. I wonder now. Me and you are not Christian people, okay? No, but so, I I also did go to church. I should say, like, my mom was Catholic. Oh, but also, by the way, I completely made up Canadian Orthodox. That's not a real thing. Um, oh, I believe it because I'm an idiot. <laughs> well, and it, sound, I don't know. it sounds like it would be real. Um, Literally, I know nothing about religion. <laughs> no, me neither. Dude. Nothing. Oh, you and me. Not- are, we're in the same boat. I went to church for a little bit. My mom was raised Catholic, and she tried to. She tried to make us go to church. And then it was the same thing with me was like, I, you know, I was like a very precocious kid. I was in the gifted program. And I, I, I specifically remember there was one Sunday where I slept in and I think I was just like, I think I was really tired or maybe I was just like getting over an illness. Like I used to wake up pretty early. Like I, I would say I was probably 10 or 11 at this point. And I used to wake up like pretty early and for whatever reason, there was like one Sunday where I slept in and my parents were they we just didn't go to church and my parents were and my dad never went. It was only my mom. And, and <laughs> I like uh, the dad. That's yeah. good dad stuff. Well, and his whole thing was like, I was like, you know, you don't have to go to church. And he's like, yeah, well, I believe something different. And that's not a conversation that we're going to have. So it was just like a way he got around it. He's just like, well, we don't talk. I don't talk about my religion, but it's not yours. So fuck off or whatever. But I remember, so I slept in and then we just didn't have to go to church. So then I was like, oh, cool. So that's just how I cannot go is I just have to sleep in. So my mom, I remember, so like it was like maybe two weeks later, I slept in or I didn't sleep in. I woke up at like eight or whatever. And then I just tried to stay in bed until like the time that we would have to go to church was. And then my mom came in and was like, okay, you got to get up. Like we got to get ready for church. And I was like, oh, I'm still sleeping. And she's like, no, you're not. Like, I heard you like rolling around in here or whatever. Like, you, you can't just miss church because you're sleeping. And I was like, fuck. 
And then, yeah. And then I remember being like, I don't understand why I have to go to church. Like, you know, this could all just be made up. And I remember it was actually my dad who got pretty mad. And he was like, you don't know. You don't know that it's made up. You don't know anything about it. And I was like, yeah, I don't know anything about it, but it seems like it easily could be made up. And then they just didn't really have a great answer for that. And then I kind of just didn't really go to church much after that. I mean, my parents one year for summer vacation, they tried to send me to vacation Bible school with my brothers oh, and sisters yeah. and v- shit. a little VBS. I went to a Bible camp. I went to a couple. I went just because my <laughs> friends went there, though. So it was cool. Not, we, we had like one hour of chapel every evening. But then other than that, it wasn't religious at all. It was dope. It was on a it was on a lake and it was it good. Feels, I mean, we went to vacation Bible school, but me and my older brother would walk my younger brother and younger sister to the school. And then we would go hang out and smoke cigarettes somewhere. That was like how my parents thought we were going. I don't know why they never contacted my parents, but I was like, I'm not going to fucking vacation bible school dude i don't like the bible i think it fucking sucks but uh what i'm really curious about actually is me and you it doesn't matter if we break the seven deadly sins like what's the big deal who cares we're atheist types you know i wonder how many of those sins pod like got really into you know because they lusted they those guys for sure they got they had to have lusted you know what i mean they were especially when you're especially when, especially when you're like in a famous in a famous band you know and yeah. so like so we'll get to that so th- this was i have to say so the album we're reviewing is uh satellite obviously by pod it was their third album uh it was coming after their tales from the south town which uh was a pretty big album or sorry the fundamental elements of south town yeah. my apologies i would have listened to that i think i probably would have enjoyed that one more by the way because i do that south town song kind of goes you know yeah we're in the south town because you know that kid don't play that's yes. kind of cool right exactly yep so will i live another day <laughs> i like that part because that sounds like <laughs> 90s rap yeah you're right uh, so I should say Satellite is their fourth album. So there's the fundamental elements of Southtown. There is uh, there's uh, one called Brown uh, and there's one called uh, Snuff the Punk. So Ugh, so pretty cool. God, I hate these fucking guys so much. Yeah, it's not. Well, first it's of not all, great. Brown oh, is so funny. Brown. Yeah, I, it's just called Brown. I I um identify christianity with the color brown like heavily brown and orange are the two colors i think of when i think about christianity which is probably fucking weird or something but i always get brown and orange energy from it Mm -hmm. and uh it's funny that they named it brown now i wonder if it was were they christian on the first album that they did well see i i don't know but I will say that the final track on their first album, uh, the track title is Abortion is Murder. Oh, okay. So, so, so yeah. I'm going to so say, yeah, I'm going to go with yes. Uh, that's going to be my answer for that one. Uh, there's also a track on that album called uh, Let the Music Do the Talking. Um, so uh, there's and there's also a song called Three in the Power of One which you know the whole the holy trinity so so yes i'm gonna go ahead and say they were christian on that one let's take a look at brown here let's see some of these uh pardon me uh album or sorry song titles yeah see this one doesn't seem as uh as uh christian although i'm gonna tell you brian they've got two track 
titles on here that I know just from knowing you <laughs> that you're going to hate. Okay. Oh, I got to hear these. So, okay. Track nine is called Funk Jam. Ew, oh my god! <laughs> Can you imagine writing that down on a fucking yeah. CD sleeve? Like, hey, we're calling this one Funk Jam. <laughs> yeah, and it's three minutes and fourteen seconds long. And it's not then, a jam. No, that's not even a fucking jam. <laughs> they cut it short, and then uh, and then they have a song called "Preach," which is track ten, and then track eleven is called "Reggae Jam." Oh <laughs> fuck, dude! <laughs> fuck that album probably sucks. Oh my god! Here's the thing about me that is a little bit. Uh, I like all sorts of music. I mean, I'm a music guy. I like country music, new metal. I like. Uh, regular metal <laughs> I even like a lot of classic rock i do not like reggae music i, I, I can't do it with reggae music i just never no, me neither i can't do the weeby jamming type stuff you know what i mean <laughs> i just don't i don't feel that way i don't con- it doesn't connect with <laughs> yeah me, you don't feel you the know? Jam. you don't feel the jam no um, i don't i don't feel jaw when i listen to that music <laughs> well so i, I just funk can't. jam is maybe the worst thing that's so, the worst title i'm gonna get a shirt that says funk jam on it now so they also did a live album uh this is before their big hits came out they did a live album in 97 after brown and it has i guess to complete the trilogy track five no. is called punk reggae jam oh Oh, my god (laughs) the fucking clash that's the clash they did a clash yeah exactly it was london calling but they couldn't clear the rights uh and then reggae jam it also had a song called 1-800-HIT-HOME and the uh, the <laughs> that's about Jesus. Yeah, exactly. So the 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 notes on the Wikipedia page say that one eight hundred hit home is not actually a song, but a message from Noah Bernardo Senior, who's the father of Love Bernardo, who's the guitar player, uh, and it has information about believing in and receiving Christ. So wow, you know what I think about Christian bands is that like a lot well they mostly suck and that a lot of them it is like a sure thing for them you know oh yeah like if you new metal was so fucking popular at that time right like it was everywhere okay yeah Yeah. and and like all all that pod had to do was talk about God like he's a mean girlfriend and they were going to get signed and they were going to make money because Christian people just buy that shit up, you know? Now, the problem with that is your audience, like you got to stand on stage and you got to look out at the people that listen to your shit, you know? (laughs) And that's not who I want to look out at when I'm doing my shit. Yeah, that's a good point. I I think too, like... I know that some people wrote in when we said we were doing POD, they tweeted at us about how like that was the only new metal band they were allowed to listen to, right? Like depending on who you were raised by, it's like, you know, you couldn't listen to albums with parental advisory stickers on the cover or, 
albums that were called Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavored Water, you know, like... Well, I don't see why that. I mean, that <laughs> seems like an innocent enough thing to say. <laughs> but, but yeah, so I know that for a lot of people, yeah, it's it's not only that you get that kind of, you know, you get all of those additional sales because at this time you're being sold in Christian bookstores and music shops, which are like a big thing. Oh, uh, but to, you're also getting that that kind of that extra boost from those from those people and from the people who like wanted to listen to new metal so bad and would hear Freak on a leash on much music or on the radio or something and be like, oh, I wish there was something like this for me or that I could listen to. I had a crush on this girl when I worked at Chuck E. Cheese. I was just in love with her. Right. And uh, right behind the Chuck E. Cheese, there was a Christian armory, which is a huge Christian bookstore. I used to go over there with her all the time and just like go look through stuff and stuff and be like, yeah, I could probably be Christian, you know, like, like she <laughs> like she was going in there seriously. And yeah. you were just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, think we all... I would just be like, I can look into this. I mean, you know, what's the what's the big deal? It's Jesus. I, I love think, the guy. I think every like non God person uh commits lust for a christian woman at some point in their life i feel like that's just like a rite of passage for white for like straight white men who are just like yeah you're like everyone every white man's past has at least one christian girl that either they thought they could change or they did change or (laughs) they thought that they could change for them like oh yeah yeah i've had sex with like 15 women already in my life but like uh, this is the girl like i'll wait i'll wait till marriage though after this like it's fine like it's it's fine i i've had a bunch of like sex i've had sex with girls i met that day but like you know but i will wait years and years for this (laughs) like i'd jesus had some good ideas i think actually but yeah for me it was like for me it was like we would just hang out all day at work and you know, when I think about this kind of stuff now, it's like she probably also like had a crush on me, but I was terrified of her, you know, right. or because she no was bo- terrified of you. Like she was like, oh, he's the heathen man. Like, what am Jesus. I supposed to do? You know, I, I like this guy that I work with, but like, I know that he like like Satan. I've heard he, him. I've heard he, him listen to that corn record in his car when he's coming to work. Well, on top of that, like I said that I liked Satan at the time. Like I was very, very in to like be saying I was a devil worshiper. There I were no blurred it. lines. I was telling her that I loved Satan. <laughs> so <laughs> I've told this a few times, but when I was growing up, um, there were these woods by my house and all the parents would be like, hey, don't go out in them woods because there's Satan worshippers out there doing fucking sacrifices right. and stuff. And uh, when I was 16 years old, I realized that that was me. Like I'm, <laughs> like that sounds cool as hell. You're the guy that the parents are saying is out in the woods. You know that Brian that guy? He's times. out there. That happened a few times. There's a guy Nate that I hung out with. He went to almost like every concert with me too. And uh, he was coming to hang out at my house with me. And his mom told him before he got over there, she was like, hey, you know, a lot of crazy stuff happening on that side of the neighborhood. And he was like, don't worry about me. And it was us. That, that The crazy <laughs> stuff was me and my friends doing vandalism and shit like that. Oh, my God. I love that. But, like, I saw POD live. Oh, I, I bet you did. 
you know, I've seen them all, right? Yeah. You, you know, well, that's the thing, on. right? If you go and see, if you're go, because POD played Ozfest, right? I feel no. Like, no. Oh, right. Because Ozfest Not was the devil. No, Ozfest was for the devil. Oh, oh, no. They might have. No, I Let think they did you. because one of the articles that I read was talking about how they played Ozfest and there's like a bunch of like heathen bands. Yes. So it was like in a Guitar One interview, POD talks about their Christianity and the interviewer says POD is known for its religious beliefs and Ozfest can easily be viewed as a debauchery, you know, sex, <laughs> drugs and rock and roll. Is Satan. there a, is there a conflict of interest? And then Marcos Curiel said, yeah, but we're not necessarily a Christian band. We are to an extent a rock band that loves God and we're not ashamed Ugh. of that. Yes. We'll get we'll get to Man, more of that a stuff rock later. band that loves we're God. Just a rock is... band that loves God, baby. Uh, I'm looking at the uh, 20. I'm looking. I'm trying to find POD on the Ozfest thing, but I, I believe you that they. Oh, that I don't, they I don't know. Ozfest. I mean, maybe not. I just saw. I remember seeing it. But uh, so, yes, yeah, so this album, POD Satellite, their fourth studio album, their second major label release uh, came out on September 11th, 2001. Cool day. Cool yeah, day. I remember very that cool day. day. It, de- hey. it debuted at number six on the Billboard 200, selling 133,000 copies in its first week. It spent five consecutive, five consecutive weeks in the top 10 of the Billboard 200, and it went on to sell three million copies in the U.S. and over seven million worldwide. Hey, I wanted to ask you, I, I had a little contest for you, John. Oh, I love a contest. Before we move on. Yes. Can you, I'm going to give you three guesses okay. and I don't think you're going to get it. Who right. do you think POD was opening for that? I saw them with you. Ooh. You probably, I'm telling you now it's out of the box. Okay. Okay. Is it a band that we've talked about on the show before? We would, we haven't talked about them. That but I, I just mean like have we about... have we mentioned them on nope. the show? Okay. Nope. And I don't talk about them very much anywhere, really. Mm. But it is a band that I was a fan of. They were headlining and I was there for them. Okay. And and POD opened. And it's odd. Let me just say like that this is an odd band for them to open for. Okay. Um hmm. That's interesting. <sighs> Static X? Nope. Uh, okay, you said odd band for so for some it's reason. That, so for some reason that made me think of Primus. You got it! Holy shit! Holy shit! Oh my god! <laughs> I'm fucking blown away right now. It was fucking Primus. I saw them open for Primus. That is such a weird combination of bands. It is. So <laughs> I, I just t- imagining like were- POD coming out and they're like. Without jaw, with a oh, I'm the messenger. Then it's like, <laughs> what a weird combination. I love that. So the weirdest fucking thing, there were POD fans there. Of course. Yeah. Because because those are two bands that are so different that you would have you would have people just going for POD, right? Like it's yeah. not it's not a bill that makes sense where you'd be like, Oh, okay. They probably also like Primus. Like it seems like people who were there for Primus would not like POD, and people who were there <laughs> for POD would not like Primus. I know that was the case. That's why I found it so weird. Me and my friends were yelling satanic stuff at POD the oh whole time God. they were on stage, and and pretending to be Jesus on the cross, like doing like a really oh, funny man. like arms out and legs that crossed have... thing in the pit. 
That oh my god. That must have happened to POD all the time though, right? Like it would have happened. Not a Primus at, at Ozfest or a Primus concert? Yeah, absolutely. That's crazy. Okay, well, let's talk about before we get into talking about the album, we always talk about our own personal history with POD. So what was your you've already started talking about it a little bit, but what was your like when this came out, all that, what was your kind of read on POD? What was your you know, what was your history with them? Uh Southtown I did hear right away. It got a MTV airplay like mm-hmm. uh, when it was out because everything yep. was really popping off with I, that song. Yeah, I remember that. And that was like the height of new metal too, right? Like that came out in 99. So you're like, you know, a year removed from fall of the leader significant other came out in 99. So like you got a lot of like new metals dominating MTV at this time. And it was just every fuck. They were just signing every one of these bands and putting them on TV. Like it was basically wall to wall, new metal and boy bands on that channel at the time. Which, which is, is kind of like boy bands and boy bands in a way when you think about well, it. Well, yeah, wasn't it? Uh, who was it that said that? Uh, oh, yeah. Corey Taylor from Slipknot last episode was saying that like new metal was just boy bands. Boy bands for men. Yeah. Is all that it was. Yeah. yeah but, I mean, he wasn't uh, wrong. So really. I saw that. I saw that the, the premise show was before Satellite came out. So I saw that. But here's the thing with me is if I find out something is Christian, I just don't like it. I right. just it, it, There is no fucking possible way once I find out they're singing about Jesus that I'm going to get into it. I'm, I know it's unfair, and I also know that there are good Christian metal bands out there. I just can't. I don't. I, it just it doesn't appeal to anything about me as a person. <laughs> right. No, that that makes sense to me. I I feel like it is. I noticed when I listened to this album that it it is distracting. You know, it's hard to like, like there are good songs, but it's like then when you find out they're Christian, like if you didn't know they were Christian, then you found out they were. You'd be like, oh, okay, so this song is more about that. And then you're like, oh, okay, it's a good point. You know what I mean? Like. Uh, but yeah, so I think it's it, it is that thing where it, it becomes distracting. I think when you, w- you know, like I kind of, you know, I listen to lots of bands over the course of my life where I don't really know what they're talking about. Like I don't really know what the lyrics are. I mean, Bush, Glassjaw. Uh, you don't know what the Bush Deftones. songs are about, man. They're all about ladies, really. <laughs> I know, but thing. like they're. I mean, swallowed. What's that about? No one swallowed. Knows. Yeah, I love Bush. Sw- I mean, time, great band, so, but this is really funny that you bring up Bush. I can bring. The, I can say this. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, see, say I love it. to take it off the album. Really, you bring up Bush. I tried to buy tickets to see Bush in concert, but it sold out before I got paid for my McDonald's job. And then, like a year later. I tried to be like, Bush fucking sucks, man. They're not heavy enough. And my friend was just like, dude, you tried to buy tickets to see Bush like (laughs) six months or a year ago, you know, and used to hold it over my head. And it was like really embarrassing to like Bush and my friend group. I could see how it would be embarrassing. But like I was an age where Bush was like popular. Like I can remember being at parties and people would put swallowed on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, I, I mean, when I was in that stupid rock band for just a 
small period of time we cut we did a heavy metal version of glycerine oh of course like what band didn't do a cut like ah, uh, this song's cool but like it's pretty soft <laughs> but i was gonna i was what i was saying before it cut out was that like new metal really was like a chance for me to go to a concert and get like emotions out you know what i mean and maybe i didn't have the same problems that jonathan davis had but my problems were transferable to like a jonathan davis i could take his problems and really identify with those problems and get the anger out of me in these like mosh pits. I just really wanted to have like this outpouring of emotion in a room full of people, you know? And, uh, um, you can't, I don't feel like that's even possible with POD. If you don't believe in God, you know? Well, and I think too, like, I mean, most of the songs are fairly uplifting. So it's like, if you were trying to get anger out, it's like, I don't think a lot of people were getting in the pit and being like, I feel so alive. And you're like, like, that's not it. It kind of would actually remind me of like Incubus. Like, I feel like it's like kind of the same thing. It's like, especially like once Incubus got into the kind of morning view type era where it's like, yeah, there's like pits at Incubus, but it's not. It's more just like a joyous occasion than a like, I'm going to hurt this stranger make yourself was really when that started to happen yes true yeah with drive and stellar and all that stuff yeah for sure but uh, like they toured with their snobby friends the deftones off of that (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean that'd be i'd love to see that tour i saw it tomorrow baby deftones and incubus that's sick as shit uh but yeah it's just like I, i think that's it right it's like I think, but I will say like in the way that it wouldn't have been appealing to you and I, it would have been appealing to like the kids who couldn't listen to new metal otherwise, you know, or, or were like, like to me, you know, probably kids were graduating from bands like jars of clay and DC talk and audio adrenaline uh, and that's a deep, audio adrenaline. That's a deep cut for our listeners who were who uh, were slash are Christian. I guarantee you, we're gonna get like three tweets being like, "I can't believe you brought up audio adrenaline." But they were like, what about, a, "Can I bring one up?" Flyleaf. Oh yeah, Flyleaf is a good one too. Uh, <laughs> Skillet, I oh, think, is one. Yeah. Oh, I don't even know anymore. It's either Skillet or Starshine is one of them. Mm. One of those just bands. But but like or both. Uh, it could be both. I mean, you yeah. know. But that's it. So like I think if you were a kid who was like listening to that kind of that kind of jars of clay, DC talk, like all kind of alternative Christian, and you wanted something heavier, and then POD came along, and then you're like, Oh, awesome. Like th- now I have a heavy band that I can listen to and I find something in this. Uh but yeah, I mean I thought, I mean, I was a pretty happy kid. So like, I thought POD was pretty cool. I have to be honest. Like when Alive yeah. came out, like I really liked Alive. I thought it was cool. Sonny's like a, a interesting looking dude, cool dude with the dreads and stuff. Like I always thought they were like, they reminded me of Deftones in a way. Like, I mean, they're both from for while well, Deftones are from Sacramento, but POD being from San Diego, they both had that kind of California, Mexican American, cool skater vibe that like was just so far removed from what I was, but where I was like, Oh, these guys are fucking cool. You know? 
in a yeah. way that I, in a way that I never was. So to me, POD, I thought like to me, alive was like a banger. And then boom had that funny video where they play ping pong in the video. And I thought that that was dope. <laughs> and so Such a kid. Oh, totally. I was like tiny little kid. I, I hated that. when this came I out was mad at it. Yeah. When this came out, I was like 16, you know, I'm like, hell yeah. So I remember like, I, I quite liked this album. I thought this was like, I thought this was pretty damn good when it came out. Um, I still think a couple, like I still think alive goes pretty good and satellite. Uh, the title track for me goes, goes in. Uh, still, I, I still really like it, but yeah, I do remember finding out POD was Christian and not believing it. Like I remember, I, I don't <laughs> like who, like, I don't even know who would have told me, you know, like I didn't have that many friends that listen to new metal, but I feel like, you know, someone just told me, Hey, POD's Christian, you know, or whatever. And I was like, no, they're not. Come on. They're a new metal band. They're not, you know, this is before the days of like Wikipedia where you could just look that up. So it didn't seem immediately obvious, but then you start to think like, Oh, I feel so alive for the very first time. I can't deny you. I feel so. Oh, that's about Jesus. That's just okay. He's just talking about finding God. All right. Cool. Been, cool. 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 A, if it was about a girl or something like that, I would have been really into it. You know what I mean? Of course. You find you <laughs> saw this girl for the first time. She took you to the Christian Armory. You're like, yeah. I love. <laughs> I love, but love for this me, girl. I I uh, I'm trying to think if I even. I mean, I guess like country music. And sometimes rap music is very up, can be pretty uplifting or it's like about having parties. But to tell you the truth, the stuff I listen to is like the sad honky tonk stuff anyway. Like, like, so there's that, like, I don't think I'd listen to anything uplifting. I don't think I have that thing in my mind where something, because I smelled this right away with pod i was like there's fucking just something like one quarter inch off with these guys yeah yeah <laughs> you know and i i don't i don't think i thought they were christian but i i think like it was the first time i realized that uh maybe we were hitting like a saturation and oversaturation point was when they started to like chart pretty big on on trl and stuff it was kind of like this fucking this is good you know and i think this was also a period of time where i was sort of uh closing the door on any new new metal bands because i think that's something people go through with any kind of music they listen to when they're young it's not that you stop liking the kind of music it's just that like you have the stuff that you got into and at some point if it gets very popular and it gets very mainstream there's like a cutoff point where you're like nobody that comes after this is good and that's how i kind of was at this time of my i was like 22 right so like i it was just kind of like so you know well, and I think for you, right, like you're coming from a different, you know, I mean, corn self-titled comes out in 94. So you're seven years into like new metal being your favorite mm-hmm. type of music that you're listening to all the time. Like for me, I think I was probably still pretty closely tied to like 90s alternative, you know, like bands yeah. like Bush, but even like lighter bands like Gin Blossoms and Collective <laughs> Soul and like you know, bands like that. Collective were, Soul's a Christian band, dude. I, what? Well, I know, but I'm just saying, like, I like that was the kind of, you know, I was like two years removed from just liking whatever was on like 
alt rock radio, you know, the, all the one hit wonders of that time period, you know, your Harvey dangers and your, yeah, your gin blossoms and your, your fastballs and your, uh, you know, bands like that, where it was like, oh, okay, this is the new radicals shit like that, where it was like, oh, these are all the songs I like. POD was kind of like, oh, not that far removed. I'm only two years removed from listening to all that stuff still. So to me, it was like, oh, okay. That like, I, I can see the logical progression. And I think too, POD is also kind of in that Lincoln park vein where we talked about where like, it, it makes sense that when you have bands like corn and limb biscuit that are really heavy, that are like dominating the charts and corn in particular, like is not only a heavy band, but heavy subject matter, like link uh, limb, limb biscuit wasn't really heavy subject matter. It was just Fred talking about sex, but like, <laughs> Corn was really heavy. Limbiscuit was really heavy music. So it made sense that given how popular that was, there would be bands that would be doing like a sanitized or like more alternative sounding version of that. So I think that that's where, you know, you get the branch off from corn and limb biscuit where you get the kind of scarier new metal bands like mud vein and slipknot and, you know, bands that were in masks and doing really really speed metal mixed with new metal. And then it makes sense that the other fork would be your like, you know, your Lincoln parks and your PODs and your evanescences and, you know, bands like that. I mean, evanescence was later, but just that kind of like, yeah, we're doing new metal, but like we're making it so that like a 10 year old would like it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Yeah. It makes sense that I wouldn't like that. I was probably also moving towards like, lighter stuff that's the difference here i didn't come to this from like lighter stuff i come i came to this from like bone thugs and harmony i was really into like nwa easy e the ghetto boys like i was basically listening to like gangster rap and then i went right in to this new metal phase where there wasn't uh, kind of there wasn't like a time where i was listening to something softer and i was very close-minded to basically anything they played on the radio <laughs> it's for like, sure once it started getting played on the radio i was like nope this isn't good yeah no i and that makes sense to me i will i will share this one article i found sunny has some hilarious quotes about new metal in particular so it's funny that you're we're kind of talking about this because he says and this this interview is from blabbermouth in 2019 so he, this is like a retrospective oh, interview who was interviewing pod in 2019 well the blabbermouth. Well, you know the name, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's on being labeled as a new metal band. Sonny says, before any of these titles were made up, we were still doing stuff independently. We've been called everything. 27 years ago, we weren't called new metal. People were still trying to figure out what we sounded like. Rap metal, rap core. It was like, you guys sound like body count or suicidal tendencies, which maybe their brown sounded like that but satellite does not sound like either of those things then when people heard rage against the machine it was like oh you guys kind of sound like rage and then limp biscuit oh. got popular and it was like oh you sound like limp biscuit but little do people know we were around before those bands it was just more of a mainstream thing but i don't care what you call us we just like making music and then it gets even funnier when they ask uh whether he thinks new metal is about to undergo a resurgence 
I hope so. I hope it's coming back. I don't think it stint lasted long enough. I think it got real saturated. I honestly believe there were only two, three, maybe four bands doing it. That was authentic. That was really from the streets or that they were from the hip hop culture as well as the rock and metal culture. But once it got trendy and started to become MTV and everything like that, and everybody started switching over, it got so oversaturated. It didn't seem original anymore. And then he's like, I think that was the end of an era where music still had something there. It was still real. Whereas a lot of music today, it all kind of sounds the same and fits a format. There's no life to it. I think us and corn and Deftones, I think that was an end of an era when we really came out and we were ourselves and we just made music and everybody still sounded different. Now everybody sounds the same. And I love the idea that Sonny thinks that the holy trinity of new metal bands are corn, Deftones and POD. <laughs> it is so funny to think that like they're not like well, I'm going to do this right now. Corn, Deftones, Limp Biscuit, Cold Chamber. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> Incubus, maybe, yeah. I think, is in there. Uh, Cold Chamber. Uh, I mean, I think, think I think Rage Slipknot. is not. I think Rage is new metal. You don't, but I do. Uh, well, I just don't want to get yelled at. That's fair, but, uh, but I but I think Rage is in that category. I think you could put System in that category too. Slipknot, Slipknot is in there. For sure. I mean, there's so many bands before you get to POD. You uh, know? Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the point, right? It's like I get what he's saying that like they started doing it in '94, like right around the same time that Corn was doing it. Like I understand that you're trying to say like, hey, we were doing it before all these bands, and we're one of the original bands. Like, okay, fine, but also. First of all, you didn't have a memorable album or song until 99. Like the difference is people are still listening to Korn's self-titled album. No one's listening to Snuff the Punk by P.O.D. or whatever the no. fuck it was called. <laughs> no one's listening That's, to Funk Jam. The Funk the Reggae Jam actually yeah. is the one I would be listening to. <laughs> but I guess like the thing about it is you, you kind of have to see yourself there if you're playing arenas and stuff like that i mean your world can look really big from the inside you well, know what I, I mean and i mean it if, sold seven million copies so like i yeah. mean they we're a fucking huge band yeah i just don't think they like oh okay i'll say this i don't think they influenced anybody <laughs> yeah know? i don't know that there's other bands coming out that are like you know i heard pod and and i had to get my music out there and this is what it sounds like i think that's a really good way of putting it because i i think that um I think like what he's saying is like the idea that corn and Deftones and POD were the originators of new metal. Like, yeah, I don't think you're ever going to see an interview with a big new metal band who was like, Oh yeah, we just got this band POD. We, we heard this band POD. We heard this Brown album. We got it from Christian armory. And then we were like, Hey, we're going to make music like this. Like no one, no one ever said that. That no. No, no one ever said that. So like, I, I think that that's a really good point. I think that that's where his argument kind of falls apart that like, and even those bands, like I, like I remember for me growing up, like new metal was such a cool, it, the coolest thing to me 
was when a new metal band I liked liked another new metal band. Like when you would see like Fred Durst wearing a Deftone shirt, you're like, this is the cool. Like, that's so cool. Like Fred likes Deftones. I like Deftones. I like Fred. <laughs> this is cool, you know? And like, obviously all in the family is a terrible song, but like just the idea of corn and limp biscuit, like getting together to do a song was just like, this is so fucking cool. Like these are the bands I love and they're doing a song together. Like, Oh my God. And no one was doing that with POD. You were never no. like Jonathan Davis. Wasn't doing an interview on MTV wearing a POD shirt. Like that just wasn't happening. We didn't do any songs together either. No, you know, they, they, there were no collaborations, you know, I don't know who POD went on tour with. I, I, I think that's something to like, that's some, I'll, I'm going to look that up, but like, I, I, I guess I like, don't know. POD to me is more like Seether or, or, or saliva. They're in that kind of camp. Right. Yeah. Which saliva, it's possible that they were inspired by POD because I kind of feel like click, click, <laughs> boom is a lot like here comes the boom. But yes. I'm letting them both slide. It's basically the same song. Click, click, boom. Here comes the boom. I'm going to just make a fucking mix of just those two choruses over and over again. <laughs> yeah. As you should. Yeah. I mean, it just, there's no real, I'm looking at the POD like Wikipedia. There's not really a whole lot that's talking about their tours. Um, but they, yeah, it's so weird. There is, okay. go ahead. I got who they are with now. Okay. POD. It looks like they're headlining, uh, and lit an alien ant farm. Of course. Which makes sense. Alien ant farm actually makes a lot of fucking sense. Yeah. You know, I, I don't, I don't think that's like out of the, that's out of their thing and lit, you know, they got a couple good songs. They oh, got yeah. a couple songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have songs. They have written. <laughs> they've written songs, and I and as far as I know, they play them sometimes. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. And like uh, this one says, in 2008, they did a music as a weapon tour with uh, Alter Bridge and Disturbed. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know that that sounds about right too. But yeah, like they, I don't. I, as far as I know, Pod was never going out with like Corn or Deftones or Limp Bizkit or any of them. I mean, here's the deal though. Uh I I pick people to tour with that I think are going to be cool and fun to hang out with on tour. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So so what I are mean, you what are we talking I, I about? Think, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, so what are we talking about? Like obviously there no band is taking POD out. He's <laughs> like like yeah, so we thought we we're going to start our set list with abortion is murder. Uh, and then we'll just wor- and then we'll just probably work our way into punk reggae jam and then uh and then youth of the nation uh we'll play that we'll get that one in there and uh it's so it's fucked f- man it's also funny to think like he obviously doesn't like limp biscuit right yeah that's, yeah that's actually what that whole there's three of us and we we're doing it and everything else was kind of a ripoff is like he doesn't like limp biscuit and that is two bands I couldn't imagine on the road together. And again, anybody who's watched any of the corn videos, like they're fucking crazy on tour. I don't think they are anymore. Oh, yeah. But certainly but back in the day. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you I mean, Jonathan Davis of- has said what been to rehab how many times for drinking, right? Like. Yeah, and you don't want somebody on a fucking road that with you that's going to be like, hey, you think you're using too many drugs or something like that? <laughs> it's like, no, 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 no. We're not having a fucking intervention now when I'm doing all the drugs. Well, one of the interviews I read was like uh, 
it was a combo interview with POD and Sonny Morgan from Seether or Sean Morgan. What the fuck is his there? Name? I think he's cr- no, never mind. I thought it was Josie Scott. You said no, Josie Scott saliva. Seether yeah, is, he's uh, yeah. Seether is, I think what's his name here? Sean Morgan. Sorry. Okay. Okay. So, and it was a dual interview and basically like, Sonny was like kind of trying to convert him in the interview like he was talking not trying to convert but he was just kind of like yeah you know like uh, Sean and I have gotten to know each other on this tour or whatever and I guess um, his brother died Sean Morgan's brother died so he was talking about how he was like going through a really tough time and uh, and Sonny was like trying to help him through it with like God you know and it was kind of like oh man it was it was, it was See, not great. It was, was kind of ugly. And, 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 and Sonny admits like in some of these interviews, like he talks about like there's this other interview. So I thought it was going to be fun to kind of look at articles from this time period because um, because they are Christian that we could actually look at like Christian magazines to see like what they say. So this is from 2006, an interview with Sonny. And um, let me just find it here because he was talking about... Uh, how he like literally like talks to bands about it. And it's just like, yeah, like you wouldn't take, Oh yeah. So, so the, the, the magazine asks, have you guys ever been hassled for your faith by other bands? And he says, never, not once. I don't know anybody who doesn't love the guys in POD. We're just four guys from the neighborhood. I think they're more afraid of us because their experiences with Christianity have turned them off. But don't compare me to that. I'm Sonny from San Diego. I'll cook for you. I'll barbecue. You can hang out (laughs) with my friends, my family. Just be real with me. I don't care. I'll meet you on a human level. Then when the time is right, I'm going to share. But I'm not going to beat anyone over the head. And it's like, so you're good. So you're going to bring me over to your house and barbecue for me. But it's under the pretense that like at some point in the evening, you're going to be like, hey, man, you check out God, though. I'm going to give you a picture of what an evening on tour with POD is <laughs> right now, because yeah. I know this because I've been in this situation. <laughs> you're fucking having fun. He's even he'll like get you your beer. You know what I mean? Where he's like, hey, I'm going in uh, to get a Sprite or whatever I drink. <laughs> And uh, you want me to grab your beer? Yeah. And he's like, oh, you really love smoking that weed. Oh, you love, you know, you, he, he's like kind of hanging out and he's like commenting on what drugs you're doing or what you're up to. And then a little later on, you're a little fucked up and you're like, let's fucking chop it up, man, about religion. And then he is telling you from the bottom of his heart about Jesus and you're just sitting there going like, uh, yeah, man, that's cool. Okay. Okay. Let's, uh, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, not- yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're so hot. You're high. And you're like, oh, yeah, God sounds crazy, man. <laughs> that's exactly. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. This fu- oh, I'm going to think about this tomorrow. <laughs> For sure. For sure. And that's like, and, and, and I know like in my experience, like that would work, right? Like Sonny would be like, hell yeah. I think I got through to Brian last night. Like he was on, yeah, he was on Kratom. I think he called it and, um, and some edibles, but like, I think, you know, we had a really meaningful conversation and then you talk to Sonny the next day and he's like, Hey, that was a cool talk we had last night. And you're like, yeah, <laughs> what <laughs> did we, we talked fun. And he's like, shit, man. <laughs> You said you, this would be my fucking bad luck. It would be like, you said you were thinking, you said you might go to the church with me. Like, you, 
last night you were saying you go, you know, next Sunday we're on the road together. Well, you know, you said we'll go to the hip hop one. We'll go to the cool church. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> we'll go to the heavy metal. Yeah. Church. We'll, go to, yeah we'll go to the church of POD. Everything <laughs> but, is but, payable on death. I would. I, I have. Uh, there's been a few times where I've been stuck in like kind of a weird thing. And then, you know, they're not super like they want to have a one way sort of thing because they're not super tolerant when you say like, oh, like a lot of times it goes like this. Uh, you know, I, I just I don't believe in it. I'm maybe it's probably my fault. I don't believe in it. You know, I try to like I try to like put all the onus on myself and and like not try to be a dick about it and a lot of times they still they're like no but it is about you you know what i mean jesus he did he died for you and and like no matter what you do (laughs) and they'll also often say i don't believe in religion i believe in god Right. Of course. Yeah. Religion is a word that's made up by people to make you think that God is bad, but God is good. Well, it's sunny. We I I think like there's so much I want to know kind of about what kind of Christian he is, because it sounds like a libertarian. sort. he says he's all about it's it's all because of his mother. So I guess he wasn't super religious and his mother was. And then she passed away when he was 18 from leukemia. She was 48. And he said that that converted him when she passed away, that that he saw God in her eyes. Like it's in this article. She The, the first question is, Sonny, I know you are close to your mother. What did she pass on to you? And he said she passed on the importance of family, the importance of a woman who loves God, a woman who serves God with her faith. She instilled a lot of old school ways and an appreciation for life altogether. I've read that you saw God in her eyes before she passed through all the confusion and the personal hurt. What was going on in her condition? I saw a peace and a trust in her eyes. It was calming in the middle of the storm. I saw that she wasn't worried or scared about what would happen to her. She had faith that God would take care of her and look out for the family. And then it's, okay. yeah, so, th- so that's like, it seems like he wasn't necessarily super religious, but then lost his mom and was like, okay, I'm religious now. And this is like getting me through it, you know? Yeah, 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 man. I mean, that's, that's one way to go about, I mean, there, I don't know what would have to happen for me to be in that situation, but I do think like, they seem like nice enough guys. I don't, well, that's that. I'm still like back on that corn Deftones POD thing. <laughs> that's that's a direct shot at Limp Biscuit, I think. I I just I feel and Slipknot. I think those th- th- those yeah. four bands. You know. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, he also he talks about it like he said in this uh, article. It says Billy Bob Thornton told me that being famous is like always being on trial. And I mean, in his case, it's because he's on trial. Um, (laughs) But do you ever feel that way? And Sonny says, I'm nowhere near as famous as that. The only way I can relate is that POD is known for their beliefs, their faith. In that case, people put you on trial. It's weird. You tell people I'm a sinner. I'm forgiven. I believe in Jesus who forgave me. You need a savior because you've been wrong all your life and they expect you not to make mistakes anymore. It's like, wait a minute. That's why I am a Christian because I do make mistakes and I need direction. God damn. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's 
he figured out how to get through and not get in trouble and uh, just get to do his music. You know what I mean? That's what he figured out how to do. And uh, hey, good for him. I can't do it. I don't. I will never have inner peace. I promise <laughs> to everybody that there's no fucking possible way I'm going to get inner peace all of a sudden and become like nice or, or right. not. I am nice, but not like I'm not going to clean it up ever. Right. You know. Yeah. You. And you just are what you are. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it, it I, I don't know. It, it like is a positive message for people. It feels like kind of like when somebody gets out of rehab and, and that's <laughs> when I let people be as religious as they want. You know yeah, what I mean? Of course. Yeah, you got rehab, it. I'll, I'll kind of talk to them and be like, yeah, man, I'm glad Jesus got did that for you. That's cool. Yeah, of course. You can't begrudge someone for getting clean, but um, you're going to hate it after you hear this one. He says, okay, the question is, uh, he's talking about his two daughters. So at the time of the interview, he says, he says his oldest is five and his youngest is 17 months. And he's got okay. two, and he's got two girls and he says, uh, and he's talking about how old they're getting. And then the magazine asks, are you going to be the nightmare dad when she starts dating? And he says, the guy's going to have to face me and 50 other tatted uncles. I'll probably be making my own bullets. My goal is to treat my daughters like the princesses that they are to treat them so good that they're going to have to search long and hard to find someone as good as daddy. Gross. Yeah, it's not. That's fucking gross. You yeah, know what's that's funny? Not, that's about not that? good, man. That's not good at all. <laughs> so gross. Me and my daughter, my daughter, were having a conversation today. She's out of school for three weeks now. So right. and her friends can't really hang out. I mean, they might. But me and her, so she's like hanging with me and we're we're kind of bullshitting. And uh, I said something. We were joking around. She was like, oh, you're just a great guy. You know, you're so nice. And I'm like, I bet you wish you could marry somebody like your dad, like as a joke, like to be funny. And she was like, that's the grossest thing you've ever. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I find you completely disgusting. <laughs> She was just like, I, I was like, yeah, you just wish the boy. I said, you just wish the boys at school were as sweet as your dad. <laughs> so maybe we have to let Sonny off the hook for this one. Although he did say he was making his own bullets. So I mean, for me, that first of all, that was a joke with the kid. Yes. Like the fact that I can <laughs> I joke know. with my kid like that shows that maybe I do treat her like a princess. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's good. I mean, it's just. But but, but like. I'll say this when when your kids are guys that have like 17 month old kids or guys that have like five year old kids, they really fucking think they have it all figured out. Like, God, this is what it is. This is the dad thing. You know, I'm a dad now. I'm going to fucking uh, wear brown pants or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't own any brown pants, so maybe that's what it is. I'm I'm not a dad. I don't own any brown pants. I don't own any brown pants, and I am a dad. Well, we wear so mostly black pants, and I only <laughs> wear cargo pants. Yeah, so. I think cargo pants. You, they're, they're either cargo or brown or both. But they're cool though. Cargo pants are cool. You got to <laughs> see me at my new look, John. You're gonna be so impressed. Well, I'm. I can see your antisocial social club shirt, which is pretty kick ass for sure. It looks, yeah, it looks good. Um, I am pretty kick ass, but, but so like dads, that a dads at that point 
have had enough time to think they have it all figured out. And his attitude is going to change. Like you're basically molding this kid's personality until they're five. It, it, all of their social cues and stuff like that are coming from you until about the fourth grade. You know, right. they go to school and they, they do the school thing and they hang out, but mostly they just want to come and like hang out with you and do whatever, you know, you and me and my daughter watched wrestling or, or movies or horror movies and stuff like that. Like that's the kind of stuff we've done. But then as, as they get older, they start to form their own personality and you have to like figure out how to deal with them as humans. And I hope that Sonny <laughs> fucking goes through, has gone through that thing. Yeah. The interview is in 2006. So his daughters are 18 and 13 now. Yeah, so. and either they hate his guts <laughs> or, you know, he's he's chilled out. I, I think a lot of people chill out. I think he's pretty chill. Lot. I think he's pretty chill. I feel like he's yeah. pretty chilled out. Yeah, I don't know if he's chill because it's hard to be chill and like, well, I mean, I guess if if like you're still living a good life skating or whatever, if, hey, if he's a skater, good for him. That's chill. I just don't know how you chill, you know? When, 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 like, uh, it feels Christianity seems so pent up. Like, you don't do any bad stuff, John. You mm. don't do any drugs. No, nope. none of that shit. I'm just but a good you boy. You still have sex. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, I guess he does too because he has kids now. But that is like really, uh, that's like your one joy or like watching movies or something. You know what I mean? I'm trying to say, I got just got so confused with what I was saying. Yeah. I'm the, trying to the, say the that circle of the metaphor got too round. It did. It does. It happens, <laughs> dude. I'm so fucking stoned right now. <laughs> I had it in my mind, but I just think that like it would be really nice if he if he changed a little bit and uh, more guys didn't act normal. But he just doesn't seem like a chill dude. I don't know what his chill would be. I guess barbecuing the, apparently. Oh yeah. That is chill, dude. That when is I, pretty chill. I learned how to uh, smoke meat for the, the two years over the two years after I got out of rehab and said, ah, it's probably a good idea not to do any drugs for a, at least like a little bit. You know, <laughs> yes. that was my philosophy, but I learned how to smoke meat. Then. That's a so good, I, yeah. I can get why if you, you can't you smoke weed. You might as well smoke meat. I think is what they always say. Uh, <laughs> let's uh let's talk about some of the songs on the album we were talking about kids i want to talk about youth of the nation um because it's uh I'm a, it's i want to bring the lyrics up because i i it's truly this is the first six times i heard this it's really bad it's really bad because to me yeah. to me like so this is the thing that i don't quite understand is like so pod is obviously yeah they're like a christian band they're a, a message band. You know, they're trying to deliver a message. But this song is very confusing to me. It feels very exploitative. Like, I think they they were trying to go for... They're trying to go for, like, a vibe of, you know, hey, we want to bring a... Like, how do you bring attention to school shootings, right? Like, it's a very weird thing to do a song about. Where it's like, okay, we're going to tell a story about a kid who shot up a school. But like, there's no point to it. There's no message to the song. Like, even if you try to find a message, like if you look at the lyrics here, it says, uh, 
you know, there's the part where it's like, uh, you know, uh, maybe this kid was reaching out for love or maybe for a moment he forgot who he was, or maybe this kid just wanted to be hugged, whatever it was. I know it's because we are the youth of the nation. Like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Like that lyric makes no sense. There's no resolution to that. Like they're trying to say like, okay, yeah, these kids are troubled. That's why they're shooting up the school. But it's just a weird, like to me, it just feels like such an obvious, like, you know what? There's been some school shootings and we're just going to do a song about it. We're going to have a youth choir. We're just going to, we're not really going to make a point. We're just going to kind of talk about it. And then that's it. We're done. It, it, there's also like, even I have a, like a somewhat more cynical reading, even of that. Okay. It, this is a song that, that the government might use in, in like, in like anti-school shooting ads or whatever, or like, you know, some of the, like, I think they saw this as a perfect thing for commercials. Totally. I guess that we are, we are the youth of the nation. I think almost the other lyrics were he, they figured that out. Right. And they were like, this would fucking somebody might buy this to do a commercial or something. And then they could backfill all the lyrics around that thing because that thing it sounds that the course of the song sounds like a marketing slogan totally oh 100 and then especially like he does the call and response with the kids choir in the last chorus or it's like we are we are we are we are the youth of the night the youth of the nation and you're like oh my god like i just can't it just it's so funny because I do remember like the song came out. I've always been fascinated with school shootings. That's like the one I'm not like a true crime guy, but that's like the one that has always interested me for whatever reason. I've read that. I read the Columbine book that was really good by Dave Cullen and no relation. Mm, uh, but okay. like, yeah, I see why you read that. one. Hey, no relation, no relation. But like it just is it. Just, and like I, I thought bowling for Columbine was so cool back then, you know, and like so I remember thinking this song was cool when I was younger, like being like, whoa, like P.O.D. wrote this song about school shooting. It's so heartfelt. But like when you're an adult and you look at it, it's like the lyrics, they literally are about nothing. Like they're just they're just telling the story. It's It's almost like seeing like a movie about a school shooting or, or, or a drama episode about a school shooting in three minutes in a song where it's just like, Hey, like I woke up, I didn't know I was going to die today. Then it flips to the point of view of the shooter. Who's like, Oh, I'm sad and troubled. I have no choice. I'm going to shoot these kids. And then it's just like, I don't know. It just really, it really rubbed me the wrong way. I have to say, because it just like coming to coming at it as an adult, I was like, this is just, you don't care about any of this stuff. Like this isn't, there's no point you're making here. The, like you said, the only point you're making is you're thinking like, this is a really cool sing along chorus and people are going to sing it. And it's like a cool thing to say. We are, we are the youth of the nation. Like they know most of their audiences are going to be kids. It's Christian kids who just want to chant it. Like, I don't know, man, it just fucking pissed me off. I I have to say, Mm. I don't like it. Well, there is a cheat that we have. I, I mean, so there are comics or people who do com- comedic material and stuff like that, because I'm not going to say I'm, I, I, I do comic stuff and you're a co- stand up, right? Yeah. And like uh, we are allowed to address that stuff. 
like I can just say it. I can say like school shootings are fucked up and you know, here's the reasons why and stuff like that. They have to write like a poem about it. Right. And I think to get to what you're saying, it feels like they wrote this because they they it felt like they needed a school shooting song. Right. That it's- song was like hey let's so i don't think any of this is sincere i don't think the like lyrics the lyrics really are just a guy had an idea and he put it down and i think the cynical part about it and the grossness of it is that it feels like somebody was writing something to listen to at like a, a parade after a school shooting <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah. I know you don't do parades for them, but like a community yeah, yeah. get together. Like, yeah, maybe it's like the, the idea whole... that we play this in a somber fashion at a school assembly after the after or a the... vigil. Yeah, you know, you got exactly. you get to the vigil and everybody's got the candles and shit. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, in like a real powerful moment of like inspiration and and just everybody gets together and they listen to youth of the nation and they do the youth of the nation part in the middle. Like this really feels like, or maybe it feels like a a song written for a movie. You know, it just doesn't feel like it feels like a very crass commercial song in a genre where like there are a lot there, there are a lot of those, but it wasn't something that the cool bands kind of, I guess Limp Biscuit did do. But again, that's being funny. You know what I mean? This is like a crass kind of uh a jumping on a tragic event sort of thing. Yeah. Like Nookie and Faith are crass in another way where they just knew those were going to be hits and they fucking made them to be hits and they were just fucking hits and they're fun, you know? They're not tied to some other tragedy. Yeah, that yeah. Happened. Well, and like the video they've got, they're performing in front of a wall with student photos on the wall that were killed mm-hmm. in school shootings. You know, just stuff like that where you're like, ah, oh, this is this is too over the top. Um, let's also well, talk. Sorry, go ahead. Can, I I want to compare it to something though, like like uh, the band run the band that did Runaway Train, yeah, Soul, Soul Asylum, Asylum that yeah. did that. I always found that to be very tasteful, and I also found it to be like genuinely they were giving information, and yes. the video was actual information. Well, about aren't there aren't there stories tasteful. about how people were found after that video? I feel like. yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like that to me. And they played it on the radio and stuff. And uh, it doesn't feel as crass as youth of the nation. It doesn't feel as, as weird to me as youth of a nation does. Yeah. It says, it says that uh, according to uh, whoever this person is, maybe it's the lead singer of soul asylum. uh, 26 missing children were found after being featured in the video. Yeah, which yeah. is like, I mean, that's crazy. There were 36 missing children. 26 of them were eventually found. Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. And and you're right. Like it didn't feel like runaway train. Yeah, it, it felt like they really felt this issue and they were like, how can we help this issue? You know, um, and then also they did two versions of the video, one for the US and one for the UK. Yeah, and also the thing about that Runaway Train song is that, like, uh, 
they, it, I guess I had something and now I lost it, John. <laughs> That's okay. It happens. But it, I, I guess like, uh, um, fuck, it's gone. It Daniel, happens. you're going to have to do some editing this episode. <laughs> they, uh, well, it's also though, they're saying that some of the like missing children that were found, it was a bad scenario. And I mean, this is like, yeah. He says this is the the singer. Uh, I think Tony K is the. Oh no, he's the director of the music video. Tony K, and he says, uh, "Oh yeah, guitarist Dan Murphy stated in an interview with Pasadena Weekly that some of the cases featured in the video had ended in tragedy." And I mean, this is like some weren't the best scenarios. I met a fireman on the East Coast whose daughter was in the end of the video, and he'd been a bit in he'd been in a bitter custody battle with his wife over her. It turned out the girl hadn't run away, but was killed and buried in her backyard by her mother. Ugh. Jesus. Fuck. Well, and it's it, it's also like they were just talking about runaways. <laughs> runaways is was an issue. Yes, you know what I for mean. Sure. Like that's something that it was kind of like a lesson. It was a like it was like he. I remember hearing it. I mean, that was 94. I was nine years old. I remember hearing it and seeing the video and I was like scared as fuck. Like it, it legitimately made me scared to run away because it was a problem. <laughs> it was people were like, oh, yeah. yeah, I just I get mad at my parents. And I run away and they were like, hey, maybe don't run away because here's all these people who have gone missing because they ran away. And yeah. like still yeah. to this day, that song like twigs something in my memory. Like I don't like listening to it. Because yeah, I just yeah. I had this because there's a scene in the video where there's these like there's a, a van pulls over and uh, the, the back door of the van opens up and like two guys get out of the van and they like kidnap a girl on the side of the road and throw her in the van. And like that just I was like, holy fuck, because that was like literally everything I had a fear about as a kid. I was like, that shit happens. <laughs> holy fuck. So now like I can't I still to this day I hear those opening chords and I'm like, I can't do this song. But you're right. It did feel helpful. Like, I think that's a good way of framing it, too, where, like, I read the lyrics of the song and I'm like, who is this for? Like, this isn't helping anyone. There's no message to this song. There's not even a like, it seems like he's about to say, like, hey, you know, maybe you should just be nice and respectful to everybody because you never know. They might shoot you. But he doesn't even quite get there because because the lyrics are all just kind of like. Oh, who really knows why these kids do this? And what though it seems like sometimes the world just doesn't make sense. And I wish it made more sense. And you're like, what? Like, what is this? I don't understand what this is about. I also don't understand the reggae song on this. Well, album. I want to talk about uh, uh, boom. Here comes. Okay, the boom. sure. Ready or not. Here that comes one, the boys from the South. I, I will say this. That's one of the top new metal songs, I think. Boom. That would, oh yeah, Boom's that a one, classic. Yeah, Boom is uh, their highest charter, I think. Maybe no. There's a movie named after Boom, so <laughs> I think uh, yeah. that Kevin that's, James was like, I got up. I'll just call a movie this pod song from 10 it's years not even ago a song it's a lyric a lyric from, from the song a, you're like right yeah the song is not called here <laughs> comes the boom yeah you're right but but like I, I that song's got you gotta put that in the top 15 i think you gotta put that in the top 15 songs there that is a good one and i was like really enjoying it right because it's it does have that really cool pre-chorus where it's like it but it's all right it's all right I see you smile, I see you laughing at me, but it's all right. It's all right. 
boom here like it does have that cool like it kind of goes like rap metal to kind of like a nice melodic pre-chorus and the chorus is just like hell yeah catchy as shit yeah and i think alive is good i do too i think alive is a good song and set it off like really this is like a to me this is like a very classic front-loaded new metal album like limp biscuit did it too like Lincoln Park, you know, you, you, it, it was very much of that time period where you just jam all your hits. Cause this album is 53 minutes long, which Jesus is absurd. Christ. It's so much song. You don't need this. Like there are, you could cut six songs on this album, seven songs, and it wouldn't make a difference. Like it makes no sense, but it is a very front loaded album. Like to me, set it off as like a good opener and it's called set it off. So it's got that kind of, it's like corn having it's on as the start of follow the leader. It's just a kind of cool, like, yeah, let's get into it. And then alive is good. Boom is good. Youth of the nation. Isn't great, but people did love it. I think satellite is a great song. And then everything after that is like, holy shit. Starting with ridiculous, which is, is it, is it the worst song that's ever been on a new metal album? I mean, it's gotta be up there. Well, if we're talking about the ones we've done, then it's undoubtedly the worst song. I mean, okay, here's a good question. What was shittier, though? The back half of P.O.D. or the back half of Slipknot? Because we both hated the back half of Slipknot. Uh, I'm going to have a couple of these. To me, it's the back half of P.O.D. Like, to me, none of the songs in the back half of P.O.D. are good. Like, The Messenger (laughs) is okay, and anything right is okay. And I also, the one thing I love about anything right is that no one would know that Christian from Blindside's last name is Linskog. So instead of crediting him as featuring Christian Linskog, it literally says when the album is playing on your car radio, featuring Christian from Blindside. <laughs> <laughs> which is so funny to me because i'm like i'm just imagining like corn releasing uh you know chi or whatever and it's like featuring chino from deftones like it would never like it's so funny to me they're such uncool guys they're so uncool but yeah like anything writes like okay you could keep it if you really wanted to ghetto is awful masterpiece can talk about ghetto yeah masterpiece conspiracy is awful without jaw nothing is in the running as one of the worst songs i've ever heard that's a hard one too that one i want to talk about a little bit yeah no we're gonna get there so let's talk about this back because to me the back half of slipknot i don't love it but there was some good tracks on there and i talked about the one track in particular where it had the kind of part in the song i can't remember which song it was but it had the part that kind of like informed where slipknot sound was going whereas like pod there's nothing here worth keeping really like you could easily make the case that this is like maybe you keep anything right uh, or the messenger or both and you have a six or seven song album and you're done you don't need you don't need anything else so let's start so, with, let's start with ridiculous well let me go let me also you were very hard on system of a down um if i remember correctly you said i hate them and i think that, that i did not say album, i hate system of a down you said the album sucks you said that they're they're most popular praised and probably their best album was not good. Do I would you- say, I, I just said it hasn't held up. I wouldn't say it's held up. And I also, I did admit that it still has three or four amazing songs on it, which you can't say about a lot of albums. Yeah. So is this album have more hits 
Does does toxicity have more hits than this album to you? Because this no. album seems like it means a lot more to you than it could have to me. Yes, know? this album means more to me than it did to you for sure. What I would say, though, is I would kind of go back to our earlier argument in that I think this album has the same number of kind of like undeniable hits as far as like Alive, Boom, Youth of the Nation. Um, they were also had three Grammy nominations, which mo- a lot of the bands we're looking at have none of those. Not The Grammys don't mean anything, but I'm just saying what, in terms of like... Song? Uh, so the, um, it was really weird. So they were nominated for alive was nominated for best hard rock performance at the 2002 Grammys. And then youth of the nation, despite being from the same album, I guess, because of where, when it was released as a single was nominated for best hard rock performance at the 2003 Grammys. And then portrait, the last song on the album was nominated for best metal performance at the 2003 Grammys, which is weird because portraits like a ballad and it wasn't released as a single. They, they tend to pick a fucking song. Yeah. It's very weird. They like to pick a song. That's not representative of anything else on the album. That's what elite is. But what I would say is that I, I would say that this album has this kind of the same number of undeniable hits like system of a down, Toxicity had toxicity, chop suey, aerials. Oh, that's um, gonna make people so mad. Though. But no, no. But what I'm gonna say is that I think you have to give more credit to System of a Down because I think they're more unique singles and they're more influential. Like I again, like we were saying, I don't think anyone was heard alive and was like, I want my band to sound like that. Whereas like yeah. I think System of a Down spawned people who tried to do that kind of like freako kind of well, I don't even know what you would call their music freak freako freako yeah freako metal so that so that to me is like yeah that so for me definitely toxicity is a better album than pod satellite i just think system of a down it just hasn't aged super well but it doesn't mean it wasn't a great album when it came out does that make sense I guess it does. Yeah, I, I, I just. I mean, this album is terrible. Like, like overall, I, this album is bad. You can't compare this album to Toxicity. Yeah, overall, like Toxicity is a song. much better album. I, I think on this album, I tolerated two songs. Is is how I would say it. Like Alive, Alive, and boom. And boom. I got set it off. Wasn't too bad. So I'm fine with that. Um. But ridiculous is the one you wanted to talk about, and uh, it's just so bad. It's just so bad, and I I don't understand the reggae thing because they're they're like Mexican American. I don't really understand the whole like Rastafarian, like the messenger, and without jaw, nothing. Like you're not Jamaican, you're not doing reggae music. What is happening? So Ika Mouse is a very famous reggae musician yes it looks like i didn't know that i thought he was uh just a guy from around i thought he was like a white guy from san diego that they were just like oh yeah this guy does reggae sometimes he plays hacky sack but then he seems cool no he's not cool though because in 2008 he was arrested on charges of rape and narcotic possession he fled the united states and an arrest warrant with a million dollar bond was issued these charges were filed in north carolina after a performance at the portocall restaurant 
He failed to appear at the first hearing and was given a failure to appear charge and bond was set in November 2012. He was found in Paraguay without a proper visa and was extradited to the US. He was initially charged with felony rape, felony kidnapping, felony cocaine charges and misdemeanor relating to possession of marijuana. In July 2013, he was released after a plea agreement, having pleaded no contest uh, to misdemeanor charges for assault on a female and an attempted crime against nature with his time already spent spent in prison covering his sentence. Okay. So, uh, so okay. Eka Mouse, uh, I can hate on this song even further. But again, it's going to be great now. It is. A I very, hate this song. It is a very weird thing to me that you. So you get this guy who, from all accounts, is like a dance hall legend. You get HR from Bad Brains. And those two songs are like two of the worst things I've ever heard. Like, how oh, are I you? Know. How are you convincing fucking HR from Bad Brains to be on your album if you're POD? And how are you convincing him to do a song called Without Jaw Nothing that is horrible? I know. I know. It, that was like one of the hardest things for me. Now, I'm not a bad brains guy. Me I, I barely listen to him, you know, but I respect them. You, ha- you have no choice. Other people you have to respect them. Yeah. And to make these listeners to make me shit on a song with HR from bad brains on it seems very rude, but that song fucking sucks. But ridiculous is uh, uh, a bad in a way that is interesting, at least like I would be mortified if I was driving around with somebody and that song played like off of a playlist or something on my phone or like I would be so embarrassed if somebody thought I liked that song that like I don't even know how it was made. You know, like nobody in the room was like, oh, boy, this is <laughs> I mean, it's called ridiculous. <laughs> well, that's the thing that doesn't make sense to me is like you've got these first six songs. All of them are about God. I mean, maybe not. Here comes the boom, but all of them are about God um, in some way. And they're very like uplifting new metal. Then out of nowhere, they're like, yeah, let's just throw in this like slinky reggae track with like some dance hall guy who I guess is famous, but like no one would have known. Like no, if you're like, I didn't know. Yeah. I'm like a 16 year old POD fan. There's no way I'm like, holy shit. Eka mouse is on this bad boy. That's unbelievable. Well, they probably thought, I think the thought process behind that is like POD is like, I'm going to get Eka mouse in front of a bigger audience. Yes. You know? Yeah, for sure. They obviously like him. I mean, they obviously like reggae, right? I mean, that's gotta be the whole thing, but it's like, again, I don't know. Ugh. I, I'm, I'm, so, audience, I'm so confused. Again, like, yeah, I don't know who it's for. It makes no sense to me. Yes. Like to That's me, what I'm saying. like I would say like, I, okay, here you like to make very outlandish musical comparisons to classic rock and new metal, which I love. Here's mine. I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to go the opposite time direction. It's like when Bonnie Vare got together with Kanye. And at first you'd think like that, why, what, what is going on? Why would Kanye want Bonnie Vare on an album? Except then you hear it and you're like, oh, this is amazing. And it's the greatest thing I've ever heard. And it makes perfect sense. But like, I think in a way it was like, Kanye was just like, I love Bonnie Vare's music. I love what he's doing. I love his voice. I sell millions and millions more copies than he does. Let's get him. Let's get him on here. You know? And then of course, and then he wins the best new artist Grammy after that for his like, technically third album like you know all that stuff so to me it's kind of like yeah it's probably like that like they're just a big eka mouse fan they're like hey let's this is cool we've got atlantic is footing the bill for this record let's fucking bring this guy in that's like kind of our hero 
And then, and not that Bonnie Vare was Kanye's hero, but you know what I mean? It totally feels like that kind of like, oh, we just love this dude. Let's get him in here. And then it's terrible. But then that's what I mean. Like, how do you get these guys in a room? Like, you know, they play this song for him and he's like, what the fuck? Am I really, (laughs) am I really about to take a hundred grand off these guys to sing on this fucking piece of shit? (laughs) Well, that's the fucking thing. Who knows? You're right. He did it for a payday and they did it to try to get who was going to fucking pick uh, Ika Mouse's next album up from the POD audience and who in Ika Mouse's audience was going to pick up the POD album. Yeah, no like, one. This was a song that was designed to be skipped for this, sure. They never expected anybody to make it all the way through this song. You know, no without jaw. Yeah, no chance. No, you chance. don't mix reggae with new metal. That's offensive. You know, yeah. the other stuff is fine. The mixing reggae with new metal is like, I don't want to hear that. I know. And then, like, and then without jaw, nothing is like they kind of try and do the sort of like speed punk that like bad brains does which is also super weird and i don't understand like that's the other part that doesn't make any sense to me it's like okay we love bad brains hr actually agreed to do a track with us let's do not the thing we're good at but we'll just try and do like kind of what sounds like a shitty bad brains cover (laughs) and then like i'm just oh man it's pissing me off i know well you're a guy and i'm a guy who who likes to get people that we admire involved in like i like to get people that i admire in projects yeah of course of course do stuff yeah exactly that's how this that's how this happened we admired (laughs) each other when when you came on block party and you started talking about new metal i was like i admire this man (laughs) let's do a podcast (laughs) well yeah that i mean that really is how this stuff happens though you know you want to work with somebody and you have like you know different ideas maybe about how things how things are supposed to be but like i want to work with somebody that's gonna you know also be accepted probably by a lot of my audience or or like even just somebody that it's interesting that i'm doing something with them right exactly. you know what i mean yeah. and i want to make it as good for both of us as possible totally and if if i was like getting Bonnie Vare, or if I was getting, I'm sorry, I'd eek a mouse on my thing. I, I guess my impulse would be to do something that they do. My impulse, their impulse is that my impulse is to fit them into my thing. Right. You know because what I you mean? Go like, yeah, this is for our audience. Like presumably most people are going to be listening to this because they like us. So yeah. let's do, and that's what Kanye did with Bonnie Vare, right? He was like, okay, I see a way that I can fit him into what I'm doing. And I think people will like the way this sounds. And of course they did. It sounded amazing. And I agree with you, right? It's like, it wouldn't make any sense. Like you guys always tour with other podcasts. It wouldn't make sense for, for you to, to, you know, bring out a podcast that like has differing political views from you or whatever. And, and then just be like, yeah, you guys just go on before us and you just talk about how capitalism rules and you love it and whatever. And then we'll just come out like I could see you doing that, but you would want to frame it in like a debate or like a way of, you know, mm-hmm. in a way where you're like, okay, this is what would be interesting to our audience. You wouldn't just be like, you wouldn't just stick some like libertarian podcast up in front of your audience <laughs> with no 
explanation or anything and just be like, Hey, here they are. You got, you know what? Like this podcast is pretty funny. You won't agree with anything they're saying, but it's pretty funny. So like you, you should listen to these guys and then we're going to come out and do something totally different. Like it doesn't make any sense. It's, and that's the, that's what's happening here, right? It's the, like, we're just going to play a reggae song now. It's not, it's, we don't do that. It's nothing we do at all, but like, we're just going to, we're just going to give it to you. There's not going to be an explanation for it. Here it is. Enjoy it. And you're like, right, well, I don't I, enjoy this. I hate this. Yeah. <laughs> you should be glad we're together. It's like nobody is. Nobody. No one's glad. If I was an Eka Mouse fan, I'd be like, this motherfucker's doing something with POD. You know what I mean? Well, you, like, I would be well, embarrassed if by you, that. If you were an Eka Mouse fan, you'd be like, who's Pod? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. The HR and, and the, uh, the HR one is really tragic because I think maybe even what happened was they got very nervous about doing a song with him and then they listened to a lot of bad brains and they're like let's do a bad brain song instead of doing a pod song with hr in it you know totally which would have been an interesting song that could have been interesting yeah no i i agree totally and it it is just such a weird thing do you want to we've got to wrap this up you want to say something about ghetto before we wrap it or are you good Ghetto is bad, I think. I I mean, truly bad because he just out of nowhere says, starts screaming, the whole world is a ghetto. Yes. (laughs) And it like shook me because I told you in our text messages that this was, uh, what's the word? Like a box fan. It's the music equivalent of a fucking box fan. It's very generic. So you can lull yourself into like not giving a shit. Yeah, it's white noise. You you put it on when you go to sleep and you're like, oh, yeah, this sounds like I just sleep this. Yeah. And and like so it stunk. And uh, <laughs> then ghetto, this guy just starts screaming. The world is a ghetto. The world is a ghetto. And I started paying attention. <laughs> so maybe that was part of the that was his intention. strategy. He's like, we're going to wake these. We're going to wake these guys up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, we always uh, rate the album with our, our tweet defense score. So this is if someone tweeted at you. Uh, to say that they didn't like this album, uh, how many tweets you would do to defend this album, Brian? Uh, what is your what is your score? How many tweets would you do to defend this if someone said it was bad? Fucking, and you know what? I do too because I, I I think I I think I would say something like, ah, eh, you know, a lot of people like this. Right. That's one, and then number two is like, I don't give a shit. yeah i was gonna say two as well because i think i would be like someone might be like pod sucks and then i would be like yeah but they did kind of kind of have a couple of bangers though and then they'd be like no they didn't i'd be like and then i would link the video to satellite or alive and i'd be like yeah you got to agree this does kind of go in a little bit if you're a new metal fan so but yeah you're not going deep on a pod defense we're not on a christian music message board we don't have to we don't have to do that. So uh, that is our, so we both obviously did not care for this album. It's very, very low rated um, before we, before we finish up with the challenge. Uh, thank you obviously for listening to the show. You can follow us on Twitter at the POD underscore cast. And that's cast with a K just like corn. Uh, we also have a Patreon. It is patreon.com slash the POD cast. Thanks to everybody who's donated so far and said very nice things. Uh, we have our two bonus episodes up so far. We did Woodstock 99 with Chris James 
games back in January. And we did OzFest 2001 with Keith Buckley from Every Time I Die. And he played OzFest. So he gave us a ton of awesome insight into into playing that festival and it was just a total blast to have him on the show we've got another great bonus episode coming up later this month uh, so make sure that uh, you get on it's only four dollars a month and you're going to get one bonus episode from us it'll be usually talking about a compilation album or music videos or something that we wouldn't normally talk about on the pod cast so you can sign up patreon.com slash the pod cast all right brian we're going to uh we're going to end with the challenge. And I have to say, I knew that this would happen, uh, but you absolutely annihilated me last month in the Slipknot challenge with uh, ski mask dildo nose as your uh, your Slipknot mask. I was doll face and uh, people really uh, they hated it. I mean, people were people were not <laughs> people were not only voting, but they were saying they were tweeting like, why did you even post this poll, John? Like you should know because <laughs> I think people have figured out I'm the only one who tweets from the POD cast account. So I think they were just kind of giving me a hard time like, hey, listen, Everybody knows what happened here. Brian won. So that leaves us tied. We're tied 3-3 on the challenges. Uh, And so the challenge this month is to uh, come up with an alternate uh, acronym for POD. So POD stands for payable on death. Uh, But if you had your way, what would POD stand for, Brian Quinby? This is hard for me. Because I have like 17 of them in my mind that I thought were really funny, you yeah, know? Yeah. Uh, but I tried to make it like sound scary. Okay. So uh, piss on. Uh, is there David? Because he's in. He's the guy in the Bible. I, I mean, when I say piss on David, I say David from David and Goliath. <laughs> okay. Piss on him. Piss on David. So it's like I'm you, just trying to piss on the Bible is like what I'm getting at. Piss on Deuteronomy. What? Piss on De- on Deuteronomy. <laughs> That's one of the books of the Bible. Or no, I'm pissing on David. Piss on Daniel. Fuck, Daniel's fuck also a book of the Bible. Slingshot. Not you, Dan. Not you, producer Dan. But Daniel is a book of the Bible. So piss on Daniel. Uh, no, I like that. Piss on David. That's good. So you're basically saying like Goliath wins. David's getting pissed on. I like that. Yeah, he cheated. Mine is uh, I went a little more. Uh, I went a, a little more rooted in reality because um, mm. I think we've we've well, we've talked about how POD uh, would be a very unfun band to tour with. Um, and so I think what uh, this is, I tried to think of it like what would other bands call them behind their back? Cause I know, cause I know that, um, I learned this abbreviation over the, over the summer hanging out with, um, Steve Sladkowski from the band pop, uh, who are excellent. If you've never listened to them, uh, their album morbid stuff is out right now. It's fantastic. But Steve was saying they have a, an abbreviation in music circles, uh, G G B B, which is good guys, bad band. Um, so it's like, you know, when you tour with someone or you see them at festivals and you're like, Hey, they're great guys. I just wish their music was better. Um, so this is like what I would imagine people would call POD behind their back. And that is the party's over dudes. <laughs> party's over dudes. Yeah. That's them. They're just like, Oh man, those fucking guys are the party's over dudes. Like it's just, we try to party and then they start talking about God and I get confused and it's all over. So those are your two options. We'll have the poll up before we do next month's episode. And speaking of next month's episode, Brian, it is time for you to nominate two albums for the poll. As always, we let you, the fans, decide uh, what 
album we review next. And so we will put the poll up, uh, you know, in the next couple of weeks and we'll let you decide. We're going to give you four choices. Brian, you're going to give me two and then I will give two and then we'll let you vote. So that's another great reason to follow us on Twitter. If you're not, uh, Brian, what are your two this month? All right. First one. Uh, I'm not doing candy ass this time. Okay. Fuck you. It you lost a few times. It lost a few times. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the first one I'm going to throw out there is the head PE self-titled <laughs> album. Oh man. And that just comes after the catatonic youths thing, right? Where Which guy is from head PE fun- was losing his mind. We played it on street fight. Oh my God. Night. It's so funny. And I head PE. I never listened to. So like if, if, that, if that gets legit- picked, this will be like the first time I've ever heard it. This will be the thousandth time I've ever heard of it. I can actually, I'm going to say this. I don't know why this comes up on this show. I've had sex to this song, (laughs) to this album, multiple times, (laughs) just playing the whole album through. Take a look around. Okay, so Head P.E. Okay, self-titled. I thought they were so cool. And then Incubus Science. Oh, okay. We haven't done Incubus yet, so I like that. Because I think that that's really their only album that you would call new metal i guess fungus among us as well but that's well i was gonna say make yourself because i really loved it when i liked new metal uh, but i feel better about science i i yeah i just saw their make yourself tour which was all i really liked it but yeah okay that's your science great those are two good choices they did what they did Did you say they did a make yourself tour yeah i saw it in september it was great i would have gone to that that was, sounded nice it was it was nice although it was the the songs so they did make yourself and then they did like eight songs after and it was just this mm. the set list after was baffling it's like you got a bunch of people in here who are classic incubus fans why the fuck are you playing stuff off of like the album you just put out anyway, no science uh no they played nothing off of science they played they hate it. i think they played like one song off of morning view maybe two. Oh yeah they played wish you were here and circles maybe and then they played like uh like four songs off of light grenades it's like fuck uh, anyway my two uh, I got a lot of people liked this choice last month so I have no choice but to put it back up again and that is kitty spit I think not people, a bad one. yeah I think people are excited to maybe talk about uh, some ladies you know we haven't really had too much uh Female content, you know, new metal, not so much, uh, uh, you know, a ladies uh, genre. So would be excited to talk about Kitty. And then uh, I really, I have to say this month, I enjoyed so much knowing that you were just tortured listening to POD. So I am putting (laughs) up, so I am putting up another band that I also know will torture you because I know for a fact you hate them. That is Seven Dust. No. Home. So, Se- oh God! So People those are gonna are- fucking pick Seven Dust too. <laughs> I just know that's gonna happen. I don't know Incubus know? though. I think people might want to hear some Incubus talk. So we'll see. So those are the f- gonna be the four options: Head PE, Self Titled, Incubus, Oof. Science, Kitty Spit, and Seven Dust Home. You'll hear uh, one of those next month. Thank you guys very much for tuning into the show. If you donate to the show, we thank you very much. Again, you can do that at patreon.com slash the POD cast. You can follow us on Twitter at the POD underscore cast with a K just like corn. Uh, Thank you guys very much for tuning in. We will see you back here next month with another review of a new metal classic. Bye.